This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. And hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Diz After Dark. Uh, I'm Nick, and this week, uh, or this show, I'm joined by Mr. Paul Dolan. Good evening. P. Dels Paul Washington. Hello. Miss Amanda White. Hi. And everyone's second favourite scouser, Sonia. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Craig Lucas. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. No, I've had a poo poo today. <laughs> well, I think you've had more than that. That's going to come one. up. Yeah, that's going to come <laughs> up later on. Oh, yeah. So, um, for those that have been uh, waiting in anticipation, um, our Craig has. Uh, was that. Was my scouts because that Korean blokes? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought Flynn had um, licked sort of a bit too much chappy <laughs> off your pecker. Then <laughs> that is also how I talk. Then as well, um, Craig has just come back from a, uh, as they say, a family vacay to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So I have, this yeah. episode is going to be uh, quite a trip report. So brace yourselves, get yourselves a beverage ready. You will not want to leave. Uh, your listening device at any time. Um, and of course, we'll be drinking. So, uh, who's drinking what? I am drinking. I've switched it off a bit. Copperberg. Copperberg. <laughs> Very good. Mr. Lucas? I'm switched it up a bit. And I am on. <laughs> You're just copying me all the time. <sighs> I want you just to want be, to be me? I want to wear your skin. <laughs> I'm going to throw you down a well and feed you up a bit. Uh, oh. I... <laughs> Go ahead. This, this is after dark. It's after very dark. <laughs> I am drinking a vodka and t- orange tango. Vodka oh. orange tango. So fancy. Mm. It's all I've got in. <laughs> uh, Mr. D. Ditto on the Copperberg. 
a couple of bags of clock. Uh, I'm, I've, unfortunately, I've got a dog on my lap, so I've just got that bottle of Pepsi Max. I can't even whack. I was going to put some Jack Daniels in it, but I can't even get to Jack Daniels. In the dog or you? Uh, both. I like oh, to share. Okay. I like to share. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Craig. Um, What's Mr. Dub P. Dolan on? Copperberg. Not Copperberg. Uh, Mr. The, the Other Paul. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Other Paul. Ah, Mr. The Other Paul. <laughs> oh, I've just gone like to re-head. <laughs> He's still on the lem zip. Oh. He's on lem zips, oh. aren't you? Or, um... Yeah, it's not the same one from the last episode at all. What is this, Blackcurrant now? <laughs> it might possibly still be the same one, but we're not <laughs> saying that. It's not that it, We've not recorded this episode straight after the last one. He's still That's sick. That's true. I don't know why we agreed to this. We, we must be mad. He's like the Freddie Mercury of podcasting. Yeah, go on. Um, so, Craig, this was... Um, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was your second trip to Disneyland yeah. Paris. We went four years ago, and we had a good time four years ago, but you go with the Walt Disney World goggles on. Yeah. And if you go with them goggles on, you're disappointed. So this time we knew our expectations. We knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our second time we went Monday to Friday. Uh, we stayed in the Cheyenne. We travelled down to London and stayed in a Premier Inn on the Sunday. Was it the um, Lenny Henry? or He was in there. He was in the bed. Yeah, kick him out. No, he was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we travelled on Eurostar. I get staff discounts on the Eurostar, so I don't think it's a lot of discounts if you're buying, like, saver tickets or whatever, but we get them for, like, 50 quid each return. So That's, um, that's, that's pretty good. I think I, I think with the, the saver tickets, unless you get really early doors, um, I think you're looking at about 70, 80 quid. So that, that's that, good. That Eurostar to um, Disneyland Paris Direct is potentially the worst train you can ever go on in your life because it's like it's like CBB's the holiday. <laughs> it's got either it's got divorced dads with the kids, it's got divorced mums with the kids, and then it's got married couples with the kids, and then it's got it's got every variation. Of people with kids. Soon to be divorced with kids. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And all the kids are all just like needy and they want stuff and they need, oh, and the the iPads, there's iPads everywhere. iPads as far as the eye can see. (laughs) My, My problem with the direct trains, and actually, funny enough, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode of. Universal After Dark. Although this could be a bit like the Christmas episode because by the time this one comes out, another episode of Universal After Dark may have come out in between. So this may not make sense. But um, we were discussing the train situation in Disneyland Paris and um, I am not a big fan of the direct train. It's very easy. Um, you know, obviously you don't have to worry about changing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan for that reason, Craig, as you said, but also... Um, because you're stuck to one train a day. 
Yeah, so I can't. I'm not sure. I think it was ten fifteen we left. Yep, that's that's so we we got in sometime around two ish off the top of my head, maybe three with the the hour going forward. Uh, We went straight to security, which I'm going to say now I can't fault Disneyland Paris at all on the level of security they've got now. Mm. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I think it needs to be, to be honest, because there's there's a train full of people getting off with kids called like Spartame and Volivant and <laughs> Archibald. And that's and just Craig's kids. And come here, Cloud. <laughs> Cloud, come here. Strawberries ran away quick. You know. Um so we we walked, we were in the hotel Cheyenne, so we walked with the case. So we we went straight to security straight away, and then when you get to the Hotel Cheyenne, uh, there's a fella on the door, and he makes you unzip your coat, and he's got a, a wand, oh, and wow. he checks he checked you over as well. Uh, the Cheyenne at the moment is going through heavy renovation. Yeah. So generally, there's off the top of my head, there's about eight check-in desks available, maybe ten at a push. But they're definitely about eight. We had three because the others were boarded up. They had the big famous Disney boards up. So it was a long queue to mm. check in. Because everyone else had gone on the bus with Volivant and Strawberry and a spa team because they don't like walking. Um, we walked our kids. The check-in process was quite straightforward. Um, the room, we they told us we'd got an upgrade to a renovated room. But half the hotel was shut. Yeah, because because of the way going on, so they just put us in it. And for an upgraded room, I've I've already posted the video on YouTube. Um, the bed, the bunk bed's gone. So it's a single bed. You've got two, a double bed, a single bed, and underneath the single bed is a pull-out bed, which you then fold up the headrest, the headboard, and it pops it up, makes it bed level. Uh, very small. You know, it, it is what it is, in it? You get what you pay for, so... Yeah, I mean, very, it's a value result, isn't it? Yeah. Right. It's a very small room. We had a kettle. Um, we had a telly. Uh, we had a, a boot that was a lamp, and that was about it, really. We had a safe. Um, it'd been, you know, the renovation and the theme and was um, a Toy Story band around the room, basically on the wallpaper. That's about it, curtains, I think. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I think this, this, I wouldn't stay in the Cheyenne ever again, I'll be honest with you. There was a tomato when we walked in. In our um, in our um, building in our block, there was a tomato on the the bottom stair, and that tomato, all remnants of that tomato, were there for the entire stay. Wow, it's enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> did you not see the weather last week? There was no sun drying that. <laughs> so the cleaning isn't up to much. I'll, 
that's all I'll say on it. And it, it just seems a bit... I know it's like Wild Wild West and all that, but it's supposed to be pretend Wild Wild West, not actual Wild Wild West. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Well, I... I mean, we stayed at the Santa Fe last February, yes, yeah, so a year ago. And at that point, the Cheyenne was was quite heavily, uh, not not boarded up, but a lot, a lot of fencing. A lot of it was sealed off where they were doing renovations. So, I mean, this, this refit that they've been doing, they've been doing for a long time. And I, I think uh, it's due to finish this summer. I think that's the plan. But I mean, it's yeah. a long time coming. Long time coming. I mean, there was no shop on at the on site because that was shut for renovation, and I stuck my head in, and it literally gutted. Um, the arcade, if I'm sure there was an arcade there, that was gutted. Well, because yeah, the arcade's been turned into Starbucks. Starbucks yeah. All right. Well, that's it's not a Starbucks yet, so that's the that's still... Center Center Phase one's going as well, I think, Paul, isn't it? Yeah. 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 To be fair, I, I stayed at the Cheyenne, what, 18 months ago, and it was in desperate need of updating. It's got free blanket Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi is brilliant at 6 o'clock in the morning when everyone's still asleep, or 1 o'clock in the morning when you wake up because, you, you know, you've farted or something, but... When everyone's come home all at the same time, when everyone's gone back to the rooms all together, it's you may as well just go on your 3G. Um, so that needs upgrading. Only, only it, go on your 3G if you're on three or another network that doesn't charge you. Yeah, of course. For, uh, for using your data. Um, so, yeah, so we checked in and we went straight to um, Walt Disney Studios. And we had a little walk around there, and I can't even remember what we did, actually. You went to Shiz Remy. Oh, yeah, 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 thank you. Good lad. We <laughs> went, we got on the um, the Remy ride straight away, the um, Ratatouille ride. And that was your uh, first time going on it? First time going on it, yeah. And it was all right. And, yeah, a, it's hard to say, it's... It's trying to be Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's my feeling on it. I mean, I, I've always been a bit outspoken about uh, Remy. Because the first time we went, um, my wife... My wife! Couldn't go on it. Because uh, she was pregnant. But, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 she said, like, don't mind you going on. And when I came off, she was like, what was it like? I was like, yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah. And then when we went back the next time, uh, when Ace was a few months old, so she could go on it, um, she went on on the single rider, and I said, like, what do you think? She's like, yeah, it was all right. And I said, it just feels like a poor man Spider-Man. Yeah. It's it's a little bit between Forbidden Journey and Spider-Man. It's, it's very screen-based, obviously. It's 3D. Um, you've got some... You're going through some scenery, some some hard sets. It's a solid addition. It's not an e-ticket ticket ride. It's a, maybe a D, maybe a C. It's a solid addition to the park, and the theme of the whole area is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But that whole park as a whole is an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll discuss it's that a, a bit more later. 
Yeah, it's a car crash. Um, we then we went and I think we went on the ride after we ate. Actually, um, we did go and do some rides first. I'm having a mind block, but I can't remember what we did. Um, but yeah, we went and ate in the the, uh, the restaurant anyway. And I've got to say that's one of the top three steaks I've had in my life. And Craig is, has been to a few Weatherspoons in his time. Yeah, and that is high praise indeed. I absolutely loved the whole... It's a set menu, isn't it? So it's either a steak or a piece of fish. Yeah. Uh, you get a little bowl of ratatouille. The theme of the restaurant is absolutely uh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's It's top-notch. Um, the bill was 115 euros. For a four um, Yeah, and that was three adults and one child. Uh, the girls had pasta, I think. Yeah. It's um, not too bad. That's, that's about 30 euros a head. Yeah, we only had the one or two drinks, and they weren't alcoholic. Yeah. They, were, um, they were just um, Coke light. Yeah, so... And then the piece de resistance of that that day, the climax of that day was the Star Wars. Um, oh, yes. The, the celebration, the galactic celebration. And that is, that's the saviour of the park. That, that's the saviour of Disneyland Paris. Well, not for much longer. Exactly. <laughs> what are they thinking? What are you thinking? Well, it'd be interesting because, I mean, I don't know what the, the ploy is with, with Seasons of the Force. So, Seasons of the Force is going on, uh, it's now been extended till September, I believe. But the Galactic Celebration, which is the, the nighttime show, is ending in March, the end of March. Just just in time for when the 25th anniversary celebrations start to kick off next door. And I think that is why it's ending. Because there's going to be a new nighttime show, and they want as many people uh, to, to view that as possible. Um, but yes, of course, I think it's a, a shame that they are getting rid of it. But I imagine it will be back. How um, late does the park stay open in the summer? Oh, in in the summer, um, what studios or? Both, yeah, studios. I think studios only opens up to about seven. In the summer, yeah, and I, uh, Disneyland Park opens up till ten or eleven. Well, the Seasons of the Force was half seven every night. But this that's, week, that's because it, you know when it gets because it has to get dark, obviously. Well, that, uh, Dan, that's my point. So mm. why not keep it going and keep the park open till eleven o'clock at night? Because they want so they don't have to pay the wages. And that I'm not being. they're trying to to survive by the skin of the teeth it was extremely noticeable everywhere that they've cut back on everything staffing when when you went to a quick service um, thing there was two tills open when there could have been four open and that was across the board Um, the, the next day when we went to Casey's to get... Basically, we did the, the Hotel Cheyenne thing where we went for breakfast in the morning and made cheese sandwiches to take in with us. 
Um, wronging. I'm a wronging, but then prices. And then you go in and we went to Casey's Corner to buy four portions of fries. Because the bit, the hot dogs in there are shit. Exactly. Go to the marionette. I didn't even know the marionette was there. I don't know what it is. I talk about it every time. I can't remember. I've slept since oh, then. They do, they do bratwurst rather than shitty hot dogs. And they're really good quality. And it's it works out cheaper than cases for the food you get. Well, we bought four portions of fries, right? Now, bear in mind, this is half 12 when we turn up at Casey's. There was two tills open. And the manager is walking out and he's he's like snarling at people and staring. There's, there's, when you go to Walt Disney World, the cast members are underpaid, but they're there for the love of Disney. And they exude Disney and... You know, you might get the odd one who's having an off day, but generally it's saccharine sweet. You get the feeling at Disneyland Paris, uh, they're there because they've got a job. I think you're right. We we didn't have a bad cast member. I'm not saying any of the cast members we interacted with at Disneyland Paris during this week were bad in any way, shape or form, but they were just doing their job. But I think the thing is, what you've got to remember... And I think you've you've kind of hit the nail on the head. Is that if you've got a place where you've got two members of staff working on tills, and it's as busy as it's going to get, you know, and you know, there's people queuing out the door, whatever it is, you're working your ass off. And I mean, yes, okay, people would be working their ass off if there was four tills or six tills. But the fact is, when there's only two people doing it, the stress of of dealing with that amount of people when there's when you, you're short staffed it rubs off and you, I know... you go to Casey's in Walt Disney World right and you've got a, someone on the till and a runner and that's for every till there you had two people on the till and they were having to go and get their own stuff and that's and then... not usual for, for Casey's either I mean I've the setup is usually a bit like that where 40 got... minutes I was in the Q4. 40 minutes. God. And they do, they do do a brilliant thing. People were walking in um, and trying to get seats, and I don't think they do this in Walt Disney World. And there was a cast member who was manning the seat, indoor seating area, area, and she was saying, no, you cannot sit in here unless you have got food. And they were kicking people out. That's good. You know, so that side of it was good. Mm. It went up to three tills, and by the time I got saved, it was four tills. But it took far too long to get to that point. Mm. It was... Um, yeah, so... We spent... Um, our Grace got to do... Going back to um, the studios, our Grace got to do um, Rock and Roller Coaster which she didn't want to do because it went upside down, but she did it and thoroughly loved it. That's so brave. Oh, it, it was just every, I mean, the two of them, like, it was like, oh, I'm sitting next to mummy now, I'm sitting next to daddy now, and then towards the end of the holiday, they were sitting next to each other. Oh. You know? So, um, and, but Grace's smile on, on all the, the rides that we, well, that's the other thing. Oh, photo plus, what a waste of time that is. But um, 
her smile on the ride's just phenomenal. Like she, because she's always been too small to go on everything, and now she can go on everything. The only thing she couldn't go on is the biggest waste of time in the whole of the freaking thing. Is that Indiana Jones? Why is that a big waste of time? <coughs> What's it got to do with Indiana Jones, huh? Uh, mind train. Wait, <sighs> from what I remember, I've only been to Disneyland Paris one time. Is that the one that's like a boomerang kind of roller coaster? It's it's an off the shelf. Um, roller coaster basically that you could get in anywhere and what they've done is they've built a bit of a temple around it it could be rethemed to temple run <laughs> quite easily it does one loop the loop and then goes backwards no no doesn't go backwards anymore it used oh. to oh, right okay oh well there you go I've, last time in four years ago it was getting a refurb uh, so we didn't go on it, and this time our grace couldn't go on it. So we had to we had a fast pass for it, and um, we used we got the four fast passes, and then I went on with Eve, and then Kerry went on with Eve. Ah, uh, it was it was shit. Mm. It's, it's it's just a roller coaster. I don't see the point of it being Indiana Jones. No, I mean uh, I think I've talked about this before, but. Um... In fact, I did. I talked about it on, on an episode recently. Um, that area was supposed to have the Indiana Jones adventure behind it. So it was going to be a, a more themed area. But, um, you know, obviously the opening didn't do so great and plans got removed. And in fact, I mean, I think, you know, you, you said about it being an off-the-shelf coaster. And I think you're right. I think uh, people, like the initial reaction to when it first opened was that there was no thrill rides. So yeah. they had to quickly kind of get something in. I think that was the the reason for that Indiana Jones ride going in. Um, and yeah, I think the plan originally was for that to be the outdoor attraction and for them to have Indiana Jones Adventure to theme the area. Um, and it just never came to pass. I can never find it. <laughs> well, I always get that... lost in that area and can never, never find it. If you go in them pirate caves, which we did, you can be in there for days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get easily lost in those caves. Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hotty, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to scarezone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on Scarezone. Right, uh, and so for our other sponsor of the show, um, we have Wendy Pratter at Magical Journeys Travel. Don't yeah, we do. Yeah. The, the very beautiful looking Wendy Pratter. Is she is she on your um, to do list? Like, if you meet her in real life, you're allowed to. She's um, you know when you open the wallet. Yeah, she's the picture in my wallet. I get you, I get you. But other than our lust uh, for Wendy, um, her and her magical journeys are there to help you plan your next Disney vacation. So whether that's a Disney cruise or a trip to Disney World, Wendy 
can help you by getting your reservations at midnight, getting those all-important Be Our Guest dining reservations or meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And uh, I think, if you quote this podcast, Craig, get a bit of a discount on your uh, deposit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, $25 off, yeah. There you go. So, next time you want to book a holiday, give Wendy at Magical Journey Travels a little tinkle at wpmagicjourneys.com or on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. God bless Wendy and all that sail in it. We've still never rode Pirates of the Caribbean because what? the two times we've been, two Februarys, it's both been it's been shut for refurbs both oh, times. Well, I mean, this one's the big refurb. Yeah, it's been down for a while. But I went last February and I was able to go on it. We went on it for about three or four times. But um, yeah, that's 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 annoying. Now, I've been told it's actually better than the Walt Disney World one. Oh, yeah. you've never done it at all, have you? No. Yeah, it's already been twice. Yeah, I, I I much prefer it to Disney World's version. Um, I never went... Uh... No, the first time I went to Disney World, it just changed the Pirates of the Caribbean, like the, the movie version of Pirates of the Caribbean. They've thrown the, the new uh, animatronics. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, it detracts on the ride that much, but just overall, I just didn't enjoy it as much as Paris. Yeah, I don't think it's as don't think it's as long, is it? No, no. Didn't it? Do you know? I don't think they could um, go for it. Uh, do you, Do you know the size of the parks compared to their cousins over in Walt Disney World? Uh, square foot because no. to me they seem extremely small Disney Disneyland Park is smaller than the Magic Kingdom I think it's on a par with Disneyland right in, in, in size now again for February I've never seen anywhere so busy and even Magic Kingdom in August it appeared to be busier in February in Disneyland Paris. The queues were astronomical. Wow. There was on the Thursday morning, all the, I, tw- I put, sent some pictures out on Instagram. The um, We turned up late for the extra magic hours. We turned up at about 20 past eight. So we're expecting to walk straight in at that point because 60% of the extra magic hours people are already in the park mm. but the queue the queuing up and all the turnstiles had crashed and none of them would would let anyone through all the um, computers were down for the whole parks so you didn't get the welcome we didn't get fucking nothing <laughs> we just stood there till sometime just short of nine o'clock I think and um they were clipping tickets to let people in at that point. Wow. Now, on the when on the Tuesday when we'd gone in, we'd got there at ten past eight, and like um, Peter Pan's flight was. This is in extra magic hours. Was already an hour wait. Jesus. Yeah, that's how busy it was. Dumbo was already an hour wait. Well, I've got to say, I normally use extra magic hours to go meet characters rather than go on attractions, but. That's crazy. But I, I think um, that the week you were there was British half-term and French half-term. 
I think you I think you're right. Like, but um, the characters we see there was loads of extra characters out, uh, especially in the ma- extra magic hours. But the queues to meet them just astronomical. Mm. You know, so you would have spent extra magic hours meeting one or maybe two characters mm. at a push. So, and the only the only open fantasy land, and that's it. And not all of Fantasyland. So, yeah, sometimes they open. I think last time I went, I think they opened up Discoveryland and Fantasyland, but they don't normally open up Adventureland. Buzz was open as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, they're all open, but yeah, there's definitely some attractions open there as well. Now we paid sixty euros for photo pass. Mm-hmm. Now that comes as a letter, as a voucher, when you pick up your pack at the Cheyenne, and she says, "Take that to any Disney shop whatsoever, and pick up your um, cards, mm-hmm. and then you use them cards to get your photographs." So when it goes to pick it up in um, downtown Disney, Disney Village. The fella who saves me was a fantastic, lovely cast member. And he says, go now, go and take a billion photographs. Right? So he's he's just told me, now bear in mind, when we go to Walt Disney World on PhotoPass, we'll get 800 photographs on that Mm. over a two-week period. So he's telling me to now go and get a billion so all right he's being a little bit dramatic he's being you know he's 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 got the cast member magic i'm thinking there's going to be photographers everywhere here the only the only time we seen a photographer was when they were with a character really yeah yeah Yeah. i've got a say i mean the thing is it's a little bit different for me and craig to talk about this i think because um we've both gone in in february at, at similar times so you know i went beginning of february last year so it was just before half term so it was fairly busy but not as bad as, as you had it um but i'll be interested to know what it's like in the summer with photo pass plus because i have heard that they have more photographers out but I, I echo what Craig said in that the only time we were able to get uh, to use the photo pass really was at character meet and greets or on attractions where there was a uh, like a photo of the ride. Yeah. So again, the only point of reference of God is Walt Disney World. So that's what I'm using. You walk in Magic Kingdom. You walk. <laughs> you're literally tripping over photo pass people. There's, a, there's even a fella <coughs> before you walk in taking photographs of the train station so you can pose there. You go in. Every 20 feet up Main Street, there's a photo pass person. As you're walking up to the castle in Paris, there was no one. Literally oh, no such one. such a shame. And it, it's, and it was, at that point, it was busy but it was not busy, busy. So you could have got some really crack. We did get nice photographs ourselves, but with a photo pass person, your phone's staying in your pocket, you know, and you, you're getting some cracking. There was nothing. 
out of the photo pass, which we paid 60 euros for, we got 10 ride photographs. And that was it. So we've saved money. You know, we've made on it if we'd have bought them photographs. Like you do, I think the 15 euros each, something like that. About that, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, what I, I and I, this is just playing a bit of devil's advocate, really, because, as I said, I agree with what you're saying and I an experience similar but um and going back to what you said before about you know your disney world expectations your disney your disneyland paris reality um how much do you pay for that photo pass in florida well i don't think you do anymore don't you get it free no yeah it's included and it's included when you buy a ticket Really? Because the yeah, because yeah, you yeah. don't get a Disney Quest anymore. Oh, yeah, but it used so to be one hundred and fifty dollars, hundred eighty dollars, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was quite yeah. it was quite expensive. It was or it certainly was quite expensive. But um, but back then, one hundred and fifty dollars is a hundred quid. I know it's not now, but it was then. You yeah, know, but, so but you're talking double the cost. If you if you're looking like that, you're still talking double the cost. So, and you get more photos anyway. For, you know, forget even the extra people around the park. If you're talking about rides, there's more rides that have photos because there's more rides. Um, you're there for two weeks normally. So therefore, the amount of pictures you're going to have over that period is also going to be more. Um, we were lucky in that when we did it, we went out to Disneyland Paris with some friends. Uh, they came out the same week as us. And so what we did is we said, because you get, uh, is it three, two or three key fobs and a card? Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, three key fobs, yeah. So what we did is we had two uh, fobs when we first got there, and we gave one to our friends when they arrived. And when we left, we gave them the other two. Um, and we basically shared the photo pass. Because when you, get, when you uh, look at your photos online, you just have to type in your your card details from your photo pass um, and they're all on there for you to view and, and download. Well, there's actually like now a, a photo pass app. Oh, okay. Been there before. And what you do now, what you can do is you literally, you, you download the app, you put in the, the code that you've got on your card mm. that you've just paid for. You, and when you come off the ride, you see every photograph has got a little square what are them squares called i'm getting old now qr codes qr code every photograph has got a qr code on and you just hold your phone up take a scan of that qr code and it saves your photograph mm. so you don't even have to that i mean that, oh god what was it the the tuesday Right, we're going to go and try and get on the um, Big Thunder Mountain. So that part of the park shut, obviously. So the queue to get into that area is frightening. It, it, it's compact. It's a crush. There's hundreds of people all in this one area with one cast member, and. In Walt Disney World, there would be a team of cast members. They would be holding a rope across the, the, the path, and they would walk you through. 
I've seen it done. I've been there. I've seen it. They walk you through when they open up. Here, she just unclipped it and got out the way, and everybody stampeded. Wow. To get to Big Thunder Mountain, and the queue again. The queue was literally, and there's there's no rhyme or reason with the queuing over there. There's no politeness or anything. People are just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. I ended up. I said to them three. You go to the haunted mansion or whatever it's called over there. You get over there, get out, just get out the way. And I went into the fast pass and had to fight to get to the fast passes. That it was horrific. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Totally unregulated. Cast members were nowhere to be seen. There's a poor cast member. There was two cast members, one on the fast pass queue to, to get into fast passes and one on the main queue to get in to, to go and queue up for the ride. And they were just standing there. It, it was just this sea of desperation to get on this one ride. And the same happens at Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But they walk you through. They walk you to the ride with ropes and they're, they're shouting at you. And there's like four or five of them saying, don't run, don't run. This was this was people running, stampeding. It was horrific. It was absolutely barbaric. Never I seen don't that. like that. And then the, the queues. Um, on the day all the, the, the ticketing systems went down, because nobody has had tickets scanning in, there was no fast passes for the whole day. Mm. So all fast passes were cancelled. But then they had these, like Cinema Geek, the queue for Cinema Geek that day was sneaking right the way across the park. Wow. Instead, instead of using the queue system, where you've got all the rows of queues already built in, where people are undercover and whatever, they were shut because I, I actually looked at it and there was nobody in them areas. And then the queue is snaking out right across the park. And the same for all the rides that day. And it was only later on that they started letting people in the queuing areas. So if you were queuing for shit, City Magic, you were standing in the middle of the square in this queue and people are just walking up to it because they're in Europe and that's what they do and just standing in the queue then just just walking up to the queue anywhere picking a spot and just standing there it was it was crazy times because um yeah I mean I've, the only time I've seen people queuing like that is um when uh, people get ready for Crush's Coaster to open and the queue normally goes quite far back then but I've never ever seen the queues like that for one of the uh, shows, like the indoor shows? The queues were like that all all week. They were, it was busy. It was just... But we got to ride Crush's Coaster for the first time because we couldn't do it last time. Eve went with the Brownies last year and couldn't do it because of the queues. This year, we stood in line for an hour what an absolutely phenomenal ride that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, an underrated gem. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, um, that night, the two, no, the, yeah, the Monday we were in Shea Remy, the Tuesday we went to Annette's, and 
It's a 50s diner, a 50s American diner. I had the Jedi burger, which was a red bun with a double burger inside, a green egg on a nest of beetroot. Oh, God. (laughs) A a green hard-boiled egg on a nest of beetroot um, and a bit of salad. That was 20 euros. And it sounds uh, like Green Eggs and Ham at Universal. Yeah, and it was literally a cold, hard-boiled egg just taken off the fridge, basically. Um, but that bill was €115 Euros as well. We had to start it with that. And we literally waited about 40 minutes. After we'd had, we shared, there's a, a shared starter, so three of us shared the starter. Our Grace just had their main course. And um, we waited about 40 to 50 minutes for the main course to come out after that. That's yeah. how busy it was. It I, was... It's never good when it's busy in there. Like, I, I've, I've, I've been with... I've been in there like that where it's it's been quite busy and we've waited a long time for our food to turn up. But it was nice. Do you know what I mean? It was... I, I, I used to always go to Annette's every trip. Um, Casey's and Annette's were just a tradition. Um, and I haven't been to Annette's for about the last three or four times. Never really had a bad meal in there. But at the same time, I just I just think it's expensive for what it is. Yeah, it's definitely expensive. I don't think their yeah. burgers are special enough to justify... 15, 20, 20 euros no. for them. Um, so that the takeaway is, is a bit more reasonably priced. We've done takeaway from there before. Um, it's a bit cheaper than, than eating in um, and generally a bit quicker if you're in a, you know, you get your food quicker than if you was inside the restaurant. Um, so that's a tip. But um, I do worry with the fact that Five Guys is opening up next month just over the road that uh, business is going to definitely take a bit of a tumble. I don't understand why you can't book a reservation. We had the woman in front of us at a stand-up row. She alleged she had phoned up before she left England and had booked a table for that night. And the girl on the roller skates was like, no, under no circumstances have you booked a table because we do not take bookings. And she was like, oh, I have, I have. Well, what's your booking reference number then? Oh, I haven't got one. Well, then you haven't got a booking, have you? We don't take bookings. I, I just think they're missing the trick. It's but it's been like that since it first opened. Yeah, well, I think everything starts like going anyway. I mean, I'll I'll wind up the trip report now. Um, but I, me personally, bring on Fast Blast Plus, bring on the Magic Bands bring on everything that Walt Disney World has got in that respect. Bring on the 180 days to book your, your meals, You know, make every restaurant, bring the dining plan. And I know they have got a, a version of the dining plan with vouchers. It's all, it's all very backward. You've, mm. you've got to hand over your voucher and all this type of stuff. Just, I think, People like us were taking in sandwiches every day. We seen the usual people with the flasks getting the hot chocolate, you know, 
in um, the Cheyenne, that type of stuff. People with the bottles, with a filling up a liter bottle with apple juice. Jesus. For the, you know, you know, for um, a Spartan because a Spartan can only have apple juice. <laughs> you know, we're seeing all that. Well, to knock all that on the head, just bring in the dining plan. I'm glad to be honest. I mean, I've I've never felt that comfortable about the fact that they've been cancelling free breakfast. But I I've got to be honest. I've I've you always see some people making some rolls or something like that. Now my my view on that. Uh, as always, when if you're making cheese, maybe not so bad. But people are making like ham sandwiches and then leaving them in sweaty food bags for hours on end. You're just asking for trouble. Yeah, health-wise, that's just not a sensible idea at all. Um, but if you're that takes us on to Craig's next topic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the thing is, like people taking the piss like that, they're the ones that ruin it for everyone else. Like a leaks with apple juice. Or, you know, filling up a flask of hot chocolate. I've never seen that. And I'm surprised that I haven't. But you saying it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, maybe now that you have to pay 20 quid, uh, 20 euros a head for breakfast, or 15 euros a head for breakfast, we'll stop that. Um, and, yeah, I think that's a good thing. I mean, just for example, if I go... I've been in Salon Mickey, right? And uh, in if you go in Salon Mickey, they have... Uh, machines that dispense drinks they're not the same as the hotel ones are different and they have fridges that have like milk and, and orange juice and stuff like that like bottles of but you can't take stuff out with you you have yeah. to have what you have in there and that's it and if they'd done that with the hotels then we wouldn't be in the situation that it's led to um but yeah but saying that about the, the, the vouchers and how backwards that is but when i last went to disney world in 2010 they were still giving out food vouchers. Oh, I, yeah, def- of course they were, yeah. But for me now, um, Walt Disney World, I wouldn't be happy or comfortable not booking me 180 days out, not booking me fast passes. That's all part of it now. Mm. It's weird. I It felt weird going back to the old way of doing fast passes. And we did it, you know, we'd go and get a fast pass and then we'd go and do a ride and then we'd go back. But I, I think they could, and don't they give out fast passes for some of the posher hotels at Disneyland Paris? Uh, if you're at the Disneyland Hotel and or the New York, I think in some rooms you get a some fast passes thrown in, yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the Thursday night we ate in Nick's recommendation which was the Plaza Gardens yes I had a thoroughly enjoyable five plates of food off the buffet Craig is a big lad uh, I'm six foot five I'm a big lad I, it was all um, it was all speed food off Slim World anyway so um that was 125 euros. And he's right. So you walk in, and we were an hour early because of the time difference. That it was a cock up. So he said, But we can seat you now if you want. And I said, No, we we'll go watch the parade and we'll, we'll come back. So we, we got back at about quarter six because he said it'll be very busy at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And they had us, and it was empty. It wasn't empty, empty. It was like 10% full. 
and he sat us at a table which was just bang in the middle of the restaurant. And I I said, okay, yeah. And then I thought, hold on a minute. The parades hadn't happened at this point. It was about to happen. Can we not have a table by the window, please, over there? I'll have to go and ask someone. So she goes off and she comes back. He's just asking someone. And I went, you know what, love? I'm not that interested now. Just forget it. It was like a great big drama. Could we go and sit somewhere else? Mm. And while while we decided, as she was bringing our drinks out, another three couples had come in and all been sat by the windows on the, on the tables that we would have had. So they went. Um, the food in there, I didn't have a bad thing, I'll be honest with you. However, four o'clock the next morning, I was up spewing my ring up. Throw, just taking a knock, trying to vomit, silent, would not wake the family up. It's horrific mm. because I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like one of them people. Look at me, I'm not well. I'm a martyr. <laughs> so I was throwing up. We were supposed to be up and out for extra magic hours again. We'd said to the girls, you could have half an hour lie in, but it's our last day. We need to get packed and get out to, you know, the last morning in the parks. Um, we didn't leave the room. They actually just let themselves in at about 10 o'clock. We were still in the room, and they shit themselves and ran out straight away. Um, and... Uh, it ruined the whole last day. I, I, I finished vomiting at about eight o'clock in the morning, but I was good for nothing. I didn't have the squits, but I was vomiting. My head was split open with headache. My stomach was in knots with cramps. Um, and then we had to go and try and have a, a good last day, basically. And the only ride that we hadn't done that was worthy of doing was the Tower of Terror. <laughs> and our grace was like, oh, but daddy, I really want to do it. And I had to go and do the Tower of Terror. <laughs> and and when, when we got to it, it was a hundred minute wait. Oh, no. And Kerry was like, I'm not waiting a hundred minutes for anything. And I said, look, well, I'm not doing anything. I will stand here for a hundred minutes. I was shivering. I was hot. I was shivering. My head was cut open. I was, you know, I couldn't take in water without feeling the urge to throw up. So I said, I'll just stand in the queue and I'll ring you when we're getting close. Mm. And it was a hundred minutes because is it three lifts on there or two? I think there's three, isn't there? I'm not sure, actually. It's definitely two. But do we only had one lift open? Well, I know that because uh, our friend Kevin uh, was out there just... Well, he got there the same day you left, actually. Um, I wonder who found that badge. And um, he he tried to go on it today or yesterday, I think, when we recall this. And uh, it had broken down. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's why um, that's why that's happened. I don't know. Well, it seemed the whole time we were there, there was only ever like one shaft open. And then they would always shut early for the season of the force. So 
while we're in the queue, this 100-minute queue, Kerry begrudgingly says, okay, all right, we'll stay. And it went down to 45 minutes. They'd got both of them open. <laughs> and you've seen the picture of me. Too I'm many pictures of you. Yeah, well, I'm in quite a lot of pain on that photograph <laughs> as, as we're going up and down. But um, on the whole, it was it was a good holiday. It was a very good holiday. Um, the best day of the whole holiday was the day we went to Paris. <laughs> so that's all I'll say. Oh. That was me. F- what, in terms of you just not having a good time in the parks or I had a brilliant time in the parks we all had a brilliant time in the parks there was a lot of we knew there was a lot of closures before we went but them closures um, Space Mountain Star Tours Pirates these are all massive rides you know what I mean main ones yeah and we knew before we you know Last year when we booked it, we booked this in like February last year. The the list was out of what was going to be shut. So we knew before we went, but the impact on the crowds from these few rides being shut was astronomical. So would it go again? Yes, I would. But I wouldn't go again until this Disney buyout's been completed and they've built a new land somewhere because... It just seems to be small. Yeah, but th- th- this is the thing, like, um, so we talked, me and Chris kind of talked about this on Universal After Dark, as you do, um, about this kind of thing, about the size of it and everything like that. And I know people that go to Disneyland Paris for seven days. And it just, I, I just can't get my head around it because it's nowhere near big enough. No. To go for that amount of time. And in fact, when you went there for five days, and okay, you took a day out to go to Paris. But, you know, really? Could you have gone there for three days? Yeah. Oh, I definitely. And that's the thing. The, the, the problem is, is that we, you know, obviously compare, as you would do, Disneyland Paris to Disney World and, and everything like that. But really, we should be comparing it to California because they're the same kind of size. And you don't want to spend more than, you know, three or four days there. So that's what we're looking at, really, I think, is a park that you spend a few days for. Well, I mean, okay, on one of the days I get a a message off uh, the orange-headed buffoon, yo, so I text back, yo, are you still in Disneyland Paris? Yeah. How is it? So a text back. It's not as good as Walt Disney World, but it's better than Universal Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it is. As a resort, I think I do think it is. It's better than it's <laughs> it's better than Universal. Disneyland Paris is. Yeah. Are you high? No, no. It's because it hasn't got ET for a start. Uh, these are all high. No, no. ET's not there. These are ridiculous. And besides, which is only one ride with screens. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> so Lee told me to F off and uh, I haven't heard from him since <laughs> blimey the week that I make up with Lee who's eating their microphone I think Paul's having a stroke oh, it's not me I when, forgot I wasn't on mute <laughs> when uh, the week that I make up with Lee or, or hand out a peace branch and, and, and you fall out with him classic um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really glad you had a good time, but the, to, and I would but the holiday, thing is, holiday is what you make it, isn't it? Yeah. So it's all about being with the family and spending time with the kids and everything like that. So we had a fantastic holiday in that respect. Um, the queues, the smoking, the photo pass. They were negatives, but did they ruin the holiday? No, they didn't. Would it go again? Yes, definitely. Probably in about another four years. And so the thing is, like, you know, what's not the reason why I love it so much? Because, you know, if I had the choice to go to Disney World or or, uh, Paris, then I would go to Disney World as well. But what I do love about Disneyland Paris is the fact that for quarter of the cost of going to Florida I can go and have some Disney magic and it's not the same and you you know they are different beasts and they have their pros and cons um, but for somebody who cannot afford to to go to Florida or you know the kids are a bit too young to, to go that way for that amount of time then it's perfect for what it is we can go away for three or four days, be immersed in the magic, and also, you know, we would go away for four days because the kids are so small. We have to have lots of breaks, and, you know, there were things that we'd queue up for that we wouldn't normally queue up for, that kind of thing. So it's different. We've, we all kids, Craig, when they're older, I think three days is, is a good amount of time to spend there. Um, but if you can get a, a, a cheap deal, and, you know, if you are willing to to look around you can get really good deals to go to Disneyland Paris I think it's perfect for what it is the thing with Disneyland Paris right I was pricing up for a friend the other day he was like Buka, I want you to plan my holiday for me and all that palaver like they do mm-hmm. these non these muggles and um, for three days in Disneyland Paris it's exactly the same price as five days in Disneyland Paris in a lot of cases yeah, and I mean, um, so I just helped uh, my wife and, and mother-in-law book to go, and it was it worked out cheaper for them to go for. Uh, I think they go for five days, four four days, um, because the deal at that time was uh, you get an extra day fr- uh, free. So they went yeah. for three days. It would cost the same as it did for four. Now I've been able to get them. Um, I think at the Cheyenne in a Toy Story room. Um, so it wasn't an upgrade; it was it was just on offer. They could have a Toy Story room. So um, that that them to go there for four nights, five days, I think it was, um, with Eurostar return for under eight hundred quid. That's good. That's phenomenal. And that included their park tickets. So. I mean, the thing is, you know, that was that was booking tickets early with with Eurostar, so they got like the cheap returns. Uh, they don't get breakfast, but they're going to go to either Earl of Sandwich or McDonald's, I imagine, on the way into the parks. 
Um, but the, the reason they went is because um, my mother-in-law looked to go to Cornwall for the week, and Cornwall for the week was going to be. And this is not in um, this. I think this was this. I think it might have been a half term. I can't remember, but um, it was going to cost more to go to Cornwall for the week than it would have done to go to Disneyland Paris. So now, I mean. That was another thing. The extra magic hours as you're walking into Disneyland Paris, into to the Disney Village, and then into the parks. Everywhere is shut. Yeah, all of all of Disney Village is shut. Yeah, they don't open up till about ten o'clock, I think. Pointless. Yeah. These these people, these staff are on minimum wage. Mm. Just just bring two of them in and open the shop for the the extra magic hours. I think, I think World of Disney might be open. But well, I think the rest well, of the villages, you know, other than other than the eateries, are shut. You again, you walk in Main Street and Magic Kingdom, and everywhere's open. The staff are out on the street waving at you. There's photo pass people tripping over you to take photographs of you. There's merchandise coming out of your ears. Disneyland Paris, there was nobody. Hmm. I think it's it's definitely going to go through some some changes, and in fact. As we're recording this, Mr. Washington. Yeah, uh, new annual passport prices. Oh, <laughs> and it's not cheap anymore. <laughs> well, I, I, I disagree. Well, I did say holy shit, but <laughs> yeah, depending on how you look at it, but it's it's quite a lot more expensive than it was. Okay, so what's the what's the before and after? Uh, I'm just trying to think how much. Well. For how much you paid for yours, Nick? The cheapest pass here um, on your list is... And, and I'm guessing that the number is the, the, the amount of days? I'm not sure. I'm guessing so, yeah, by Must the look be. of it. Um, so the pass discovery, which is the, replacing, uh, I think, the Francilian pass, um, is €139, Euros, which is about... I think it's about €30 Euros more than it is currently. And that gives you 150 days access to the parks. Uh, next up is Magic Flex, which I can't remember which one that replaces. Actually, the name of it. Um, but that one is 300 days and is 189 euros. So that is about a 40 euro increase, I think, off the top of my head. Now, there's a new tier here because... Um, this is kind of replacing the in between the magic and the dream pass that uh, so the fantasy and dream pass so this is 350 days and that's 249 euros now the most expensive ticket at the moment was 229 euros which gave you 365 day access if you want pass infinity they get rid of the gaming franchise but they rename a pass which uh, appears to give you complete access to the parks is 400 euros so that's an increase of uh just over 100 euros isn't it oh no almost almost 200 euros what i'm talking about 229 euros was what it was so it's gone up 180 euros so all they're going to do there is just sell less of them well, again, it's what we were talking about on, on the last day about when I was talking about Disneyland, sorry, the Walt Disney Company taking over 
um, ownership of the parks if that deal goes through. Um, and they would be raising tickets. And if they double the price of tickets, then what does that mean for um, the amount of people that buy them? Surely it's going gonna, it's gonna to go down. If you get 50% of the people buying the same annual passes, you're still making the same amount of money. So yeah. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really understand what they're doing. Um, it, it, it's interesting, um, but it, you know, it, this has just come out. I mean, where where's it come from, Paul? Ed ninety two. Yeah, so a, a nice reputable source. Um, yeah. So we're not disputing that at all. Um, I'm just having a look. No, they've even, yeah, they've even got pictures of the passes. Bloody hell. Um, so right, so just looking now, so it's, it was classic fantasy and dream. So Francillian was one that was really for local people. Classic gave you 280 days access, and that was 135 euros. Fantasy was uh, 320 days for 179 euros, and dream was 223 for unlimited access. So we're talking, but I mean the thing double. Is, Pretty much, and and the thing is that the the prices haven't gone up in a long time. Have that? No. I, I, I can't remember the last time there was an increase in those. Um, so you could argue it's about time, and I'm sure Mark Peter is having a street party as he as he finds this information out. Um, but yeah, it's it's the first of many things, I think. But the fellas like Mark Peter, you know. Will still pay. They will pay that double. Absolutely. Price. Yeah. And good luck to them. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, where it'll be interesting is that it wouldn't stop me going to Disneyland Paris. What it would do is it would make me think twice about how I do it. It would potentially, if you're paying four hundred euros for something that you were getting a year ago for 200 euros, it would make you go actually more. Well, but it's, well, yes, it would do, but it's if you're going to pay out for it, because the thing is that if I buy an annual pass, I'm going to want to go more. You're absolutely right. If you put the price up to an annual pass by double, am I going to buy an annual pass or am I just going to buy a book a holiday with the tickets included? And then I don't have to feel the obligation to go. I was looking to buy an annual pass this year. Could you go as a southerner? Could you go for the day? It, uh, and this is something we touched on the other day. Personally, and I, and I, well, actually, I will be doing that. That is one thing I'll be doing that year, this year. I will be going out for the day. But that's because I'm not able to go out with the wife and kids and I wanted to spend one day in the park with them um, just because they're a bit older now and I wanted to see them with Mickey Mouse and stuff like that in my own eyes. So I am going to be going out for the day. But no, I wouldn't do that probably normally and certainly not at the price of the annual passes now. It's just too expensive. What about you, Paul? Would you, If you could get over there and back yeah. in the day... Yeah, it's well, I don't know. It's not what I'd want to do. It's not. It's not the experience I'd want to have. Yeah. I'd really, I'd really want to go for at least one or two nights. I think. 
Now, well, what, it does make it expensive. What is interesting, I'm just looking at the breakdown now at the, at the, the new tickets. So um, this um, this Infinity Pass, which is the, the, the gold level pass, you get your parking for free, which you get currently, but you get photo pass included as well. So you do get a photo pass included with it. Which I think yeah, the, if, you can, if you can find the photographer, yeah, well, I think the annual photo pass is sixty euros or seventy euros, Paul. Yeah, if you've got a dream, it's forty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you got a discount for it, didn't you? Um, yeah. Twenty uh, percent off in boutiques, still fifteen percent off restaurants. So they've actually increased the the restaurant by five percent. You used to get ten percent off in restaurants. Um, but yeah, you don't you don't seem to get a lot more for your money for the ex- extra no, increase. Saying up to fifty percent on hotels, but you'll be lucky to get a fifty percent deal. I whenever I've tried to price it up, it's never been that much cheaper than to just no. direct anyway. So yeah, yeah. For, if you've got a Magic Plus, it's forty nine euros for the photo pass. So, yeah. Yeah, difficult spot, doesn't he? Aren't they with Euro Disney? They've oh. either got a well, they've either got to go for it, they've already sunk a huge amount of money, they've either got to go for it and make it in a proper destination, which means sinking a lot more money into it and a real gamble, or, um, you know, well, the future doesn't look that bright, I don't think. It does say here, though, for the, the Infinity Pass, it says Soiree's speci- uh, Specials, so I'm guessing that's things like special events. And it says NC. Does that mean no charge? Mm, I don't know. Possibly. In which case, that's something to consider. But I, I think the information is too new. Yeah. Until we get it from Disney's mouth themselves, I don't think you can you can look too far into it. Or get it in English. <laughs> yeah. I can't get the English version of the website to work at the moment. No, neither can I, otherwise I'd do that. Just before our final section, I just wanted to do one small advert just to thank our Patreons, Stephen Lynn, Nini Prower, and Dan Wells. Um, they're our first Patreons. Thank you for your support for both Diz After Dark and the other After Dark podcasts shows. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to be a Patreon, if you want to uh, support the show, uh, get some merchandise, then please visit us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash disafterdark. And now, back to the podcast. But uh, yeah, so Craig, uh, before we wrap up... Um, you did want to talk about uh, the the park that Paul Dubs calls the car park of Disneyland Paris. Yeah, we were just we were just private messaging the other day, weren't we, Mister Mister Dubs? We were about what we could do. I went on Armageddon and found for the first and only time I'll ever go on it in my life. Found it to be quite a pitiful experience. However, while I was in there, I had a revelation and I thought I could make this a thousand times better and fill the queue line to, you know, bursting 
so we were we were going backwards and forwards with what we would do to that area of the park, which that whole area is just it's got some classic rides in there. It's got two classic rides in there, in fact. But it's shit, <laughs> for want of a better word. So, me personally, I would give it a Star Wars stroke Marvel overlay. I would combine the two. I wouldn't have a Marvel area and a Star Wars area. I would combine the two. Because the whole area is still a car crash in respect of theme and it doesn't know what it is so you could continue that you could keep it in that theme and and um we we had some good ideas didn't we basically yeah yeah i think it was it was all triggered by this this story that's doing the rounds that uh cinemagic's actually leaving um next month um to be replaced by a marvel attraction and your idea, your thoughts is it's it's basically going to be a walk through meet and greet area. Yeah, I thought they could do something like. Obviously, they had one very similar in California, um, but very similar to the to the launch bay for Star Wars at Hollywood Studios. You walk around looking at, at props and things, and then you come to the end and there's meet and greets, which again is another thing that California are now doing. They've added uh, meet and greets, uh, particularly the uh, the group meet and greet. Uh, we thought would fit fairly well in that that building. Do we think that um, due to the announcement Disneyland California and their new Marvel uh, experiences coming this summer, that they'll have uh, a meet and greet? Get my coat. <laughs> well, yeah. Taxi for Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, you know that's what we think's coming into cinema g and then i was obviously well the two tower of terrors are basically identical in california and paris aren't they yep they are the same yeah so there's the overlay brought over here guardians of the galaxy so there's another marvel franchise brought into the area and then on armageddon that could basically be the part of the very quickly re-themed to the internal of the Millennium Falcon. Oh, Craig, stop it. Right. Now, the voices that you hear of the Russian um, astronaut and all that type of stuff could be easily re- replaced with Han Solo, Chewbacca. Uh, what, from, you could pick wherever you want to put it in the Star Wars uh, saga. So it could be from the new Star Wars 7 um, Chewie, I'm home and all this or it could be an asteroid in the asteroid belts in is it uh, Empire Strikes Back what sorry where the Millennium Falcon is in the, the big asteroid belt and they go and hide in there and uh, yes yes it is yeah yeah you know so or it could or be it... Chewie I've broke my leg yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Chewie have crashed my airplane again. Watch <laughs> um, out for that golf course. Exactly, you know. So that would make that a thousand times better as a as an experience. You wouldn't have to change a lot. Just it could be its own standalone story. It doesn't have to be from the films, but I think that would work. 
Um, what, what else did you see, Paul? Uh, the thing that I had was the, the Stitch Live oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. experience, changing that to Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Now, I said Yoda instead of that, didn't I? I yeah. said, but again, you know, it could be anybody out of the, the Marvel or the Star Wars um, franchises. And it would be along the lines of uh, what we've got in Turtle Time with whatever his name is, Crush, in uh, Epcot. Uh, and then the uh, Arrowsmith roller coaster. It's basically a roller coaster. It is what it is. I said um, Doctor Strange VR experience. So you put your VR headset on. And that bit in the film where the, the little baldy woman slaps him and sends him. So you can tell I do a Marvel podcast with Paul. Uh, the little baldy thing slaps him and sends him into all the different realms of of uh, reality. That could be you on the coaster getting sent through all the realms with your VR headset on. So very quickly you've got this whole brand new park. And it, you've already got some Pixar in there so the rest of the park so you could you could literally say right Pixar Marvel and Star Wars for that park and without doing an awful lot that park is reborn and is full okay. so what what what's uh, what do you think I mean Disney Junior we had that we didn't know what we could put in there um but you know it's a big area anyway inside there because you've you've you know you've got a great big footprint, so you could put something in there. Obviously, it wouldn't be Disney Junior, put it that way. Uh, I'm halfway through series one of Disney Star Wars Rebels at the moment, watching that since I've got back from the park. I do want to get into that, actually. I do want to get into that. Um, I mean your suggestions are good. Um. I, I, I don't know what... See, Cinemagique's quite a big building, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's wasted for a meet and greet. Why, why not put Iron Man in there or something? <sighs> what, Iron Man what? What, what, what they put in uh, Shanghai. Is that a ride, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, ba- it's basically like Star Tours. Then what, what Lewis was telling us the other week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see... It's supposed to be studios, so I want to see it more like Hollywood studios and everything really themed around a film, I think. Put put Tron Coaster in there, why not? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think... I think that's a good. I think there's some good suggestions there. I'm not sure about a VR coaster though for for rock and roller coaster. I, I mean, yeah, I'm see, not I had a different idea. Yet. What was your idea? Yeah, my idea was the Battle of New York from the first Avengers. Oh, like you're riding on one of those creatures? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So that would that would would so that's obviously VR as well, you know. So that would work. Yeah, I'm just, I've, I've not gone on a VR coaster yet. I think uh, until I do, I'm not sure. Um, 
Yeah. Not sure how I feel about it. They're a bit weird, the coasters. Have you done one, Amanda? Yeah, I've been on um, Galactica at Alton Towers. So, what's it? First of all, right, is the headsets all sweaty and manky? Well, it had literally <laughs> just opened when I went on. It'd been open for like just a few days, so they weren't sweaty and manky yet. But yeah. basically, it was um, it was the air ride originally, and they just rethemed it as Galactica and made it VR. So they basically just slowed down air. So it's a really really slow ride, and obviously you're lying on your belly. It's like Manta. It was very very weird. So they've actually slowed the coaster down. Yeah, it goes very, very, very slow. So that's to give you more of the story, basically, of what you're... No, I think it's more because the the virtual reality bit was so, like, simulatory. I think that if they would have kept the roller coaster as fast as it was, everyone would have just been throwing up. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. So I think they had to slow it down. Yeah. yeah. And did that did that do loop the loops? It it does do a loop. And you're lying on your belly, so like it's a it's a sickly kind of ride anyway. Oh. Like literally just imagine Manta at SeaWorld with a VR headset. And then slow as well. Yeah, slow. So because I'd been on air when it was air, I knew what the ride was like, so it was weird that it was slow. And it's weird that it was VR. So I think I'd feel differently if it was like a brand new VR coaster. But that was the first one in the UK. So it was it was pretty good. Mm. It's new tech, isn't it? I mean it's Yeah. It's it's got way to go. Um, I like it's... VR though. I like and I like the idea of VR coasters, so Damn As soon as you, as soon as you develop it, it's obsolete anyway, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. I think VR would work on something better, like a Ratatouille type attraction, than a rock and roller coaster. I think there might be too much movement. But, um, well, well, it needs work. Studios needs work. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Um, in in the top, I was going to end the show just there, but I have got an English translation of the annual passes, so I'll run for it very very quickly. Um, the nitty gritty, the, the important bits. So, things you get as part of this uh, VIP pass, which is what they're going to be describing it as, parking spaces closer to the entrance of the the main car park. So basically, priority parking, and you can park in the New York Newport Bay or Sequila Lodge hotels and have access to the pools. You get a dedicated entrance to both parks, so that's obviously a, a fast pass to get inside the parks. Um, VIP places reserved for the parades and the future show illuminations. Dedicated office for the annual pass. Dedicated telephone line and concierge service. Reservations open 48 hours earlier for special events. And that's a 79% increase on the current version of the same thing. Good on them. Definitely. I will say, that's definitely the Walt Disney Company that have had an influence over that. Oh, 
absolutely. And and there's a comparison here. They put they put a comparison here um, that the Disneyland Resorts annual non-restricted passport costs one thousand and forty nine dollars. The three hundred and fifty day version costs eight hundred and forty nine dollars compared to the Paris version at two hundred and forty nine. Well, yeah, probably. and you get discounts with those passes that you don't get with the American passes. So it's it's a risk. I think it's a risk, and it'll be interesting to see if it pays off. Do you think the third gate is an option? Is a reality? You've got to listen to our last episode, Craig. For God's sake, we talked about this, man. No, we we talked about the fact that if this Disney deal goes ahead, if it gets signed off, and if they can buy 95% of the shares and then therefore take complete ownership, there was a third gate on the table, which I think had to be done by 2022 or thereabouts. Um, I would imagine that will still happen. Um, but that could be negotiated to not. But I think if you're looking to increase prices, you need to have a third gate. They've got Marvel, they've got Star Wars if they really wanted to do a third gate, they could. They've got Cars Land. They've got all these things that they could throw there if they wanted to. Would it not be Brave, right? No, they wouldn't do it for Brave. To bring Universal over. It'd be stupid. I don't think it would. And I don't think Universal have got any interest in, in opening up a park in Europe. Anymore. After seeing what's happened to, to Disney, I'm sure they'd think twice about it. Yeah. See how they're putting it in France. Yeah. I, I just, well, I mean, Universal would do better in France because of the weather. Basically, it's a, a gang, it's like 12, 15 cinemas around the lake. With, That's not with, very nice. With Chudo with it, Gail. Come on. Oh, it's true. It's 15 cinemas around the lake with a little backwards midget alien in the corner. It doesn't have screens. And I think that quite nicely wraps this show up with that last line from Amanda. Um, so thank you, Craig, for your trip report. Um, it's going to be an interesting future for Disneyland Paris. This year is going to be a biggie. And it's a shame you th- that you were there a bit earlier. If you're thinking of going to Disneyland Paris, don't think it, do it. Look at that. Look at that. What a way to end. Thank you very and much. And we will have a 25th anniversary report as well. And everything will be open for that. Will yeah. Well, um, well, hopefully hopefully, Hyperspace Mountain will be open for that. Star Tours definitely will. I think it's been pushed back. <sighs> the 26th anniversary. <sighs> So about two weeks afterwards. Oh, bugger. Yeah. I I heard end of April. It's when it's due to open. May the 4th would be the best, of course. Yeah. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. But they're releasing Rogue One on the 4th of April on Blu ray. Mm. Yeah, we get it on iTunes. And I think we get it about the 28th of March. When did you say? Yeah, we we get it in March, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get it about a week before. So, yes. But yeah, they should have just held out for an extra month. Made a full release date. Would have been blinding. Anyway, I get it in 3D. 
on on launch day this year, so I'm a happy bunny. So thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you on another Disaster Dark uh, soonish. Bye. Bye. Ta-da. See ya. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.